are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Uh, Ulysses, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, since the last time we spoke, we've had a little bit of bad news here as we find out that Nick Anderson, the Rays de facto closer, is going to be out at least until basically the all-star break due to some elbow issues. Luckily, he won't have surgery but still a pretty big blow from that perspective. So by my count, the Rays look to at least almost through spring training, they'll have three new faces on the IL in Anderson, G-Man Choi, assumingly, and Brett Phillips. I'm, I'm glad you said big blow because it is. Nick Anderson is arguably the best relief pitcher since the Rays acquired him. You can make that argument. And, and I don't think anybody, you know, uh, would, would disagree heartedly w- with that. Uh, I mean, he has just been lights out. Yes, we can talk about the postseason and, 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 and how that kind of fell apart. But in the regular season, at least since the, the trade, he has been unstoppable. So it is a big blow. I say I open with that because I've seen a lot of, uh, comments online saying, oh, well, they'll deal with it. It's okay. Like, sure, we can talk all we want about the depth that the Rays have, which is extensive and it's powerful. And it's uh, something that a lot of teams, maybe even 29 teams are jealous of that race pitching depth. Sure. This is still a big blow. This, right. So I want to open up with that. It, it's a shame. Three guys on the aisle and, and one could be the best guy in his role that you're losing. So uh, we can talk about the depth first, but I really do want to stress that it, it, this really sucks. This, this, yeah, I mean, this, it, this is a big blow. If we're talking about most impactful injuries already, I mean, Nick Anderson is at the top of the list and then G-Man Choi and then Brett Phillips. Like that's the right. way it goes. I do... And maybe this is still maybe a bad taste in my mouth from what happened in the Rays, basically winning in spite of Nick Anderson throughout the <laughs> yeah. playoffs and the fact that the Rays continued to win when he was on the IL last season with that forearm issue. Um, like he didn't pitch a lot of innings at the end of the day, like during the regular season, like Ryan Thompson and, and Pete Fairbanks carried a lot of the load and, and so many others did as well. But you hate to lose an arm of this caliber right away. I do think the Rays will be okay. And I think they will be able to um, maybe patch that hole a little bit. Like we have, and again, this isn't comparing these guys to Nick Anderson, but they have a lot of options. They have, you're, you're bringing Chaz Robe back into the fold. You might be bringing Andrew Kittredge back into the fold. Like Cody Reed, this guy has shown electric stuff. Finally, he's healthy. That's a guy you can add to the equation. And 
I think, you know, if there's a way to look at this as a glass half full type of a deal, this might be a push for some of those fringe guys that you're on the Brian Moran train. People talking yes. about Stetson Alley, people talking about Hunter Strickland, people talking about Jeffrey Springs. This maybe pushes those guys into high gear, the competitive level. And the, here's my shot. Here's my opportunity. I'm not going to blow it. I'm going to, I, I'm not going to lull around here. I'm going to give my absolute best to try to make this team. And knowing further that Nick Anderson is not going to be the only injury this season. He's not going to be the only injury in the bullpen. There's other guys that are going to go down at one point or another. So the message here is, be ready because you will get that opportunity for the Rays this season. There is, and that has always been the case, right? They've got so much depth. They are trying to curb uh, innings from, from guys. They're trying to kind of revolutionize how they use the pitching staff in 2021. That has all been said before, of, before this injury. But when you lose a guy that had a clear spot, not only uh, on the 40 man, but obviously in the 26 man, so, yeah, that opens up a whole a, a lot of options for a lot of guys that were probably not even thought of. Brian Moran, I, I've been pulling for this guy from the beginning. You've always said, look, you need mm-hmm. a spot on the 40, man. And that's true. Well, guess what? With Anderson being put in the 60-day IL, which we could see pretty soon, I don't think it has been done just yet. But when we see it happen, that will open up that 40-man roster spot. That will open the 26-man roster spot. And it could be for Moran. It could be uh, for Kittredge. It could be for Springs. Uh, But I think right now, the guys that are most uh, uh, that can benefit the most out of this is not those. uh, Are not those guys. I think it's Fleming. I think it's Trevor Richards. Uh, I think it's Sheriff. I think those are the top three who could see the benefit yeah. of Nick Anderson being put away because now you could say, okay, look, we're going to need innings. We're if, if we're going to put Fairbanks and Castillo in that Nick Anderson role, you're going to need a little bit more depth and meat right. to cover innings. And that's where I think Fleming and Richards come into play. Yeah. And absolutely. And talk about, I mean, basically everybody moves up a peg. Everybody steps yes. up a peg. This is an opportunity for Pete Fairbanks. You want to be the closer of the future here, go get them, bud. Same thing for Diego Castillo. And they've shown at times they can get saves. I mean, the Rays set a record with most, the <laughs> amount of guys that got saves last season. I don't know if that was purposeful or not, but there's a lot of guys that they, if need be, they can throw into that role. Ryan Thompson, another guy, for example, with that. And I, I wonder, I, you brought up Josh Fleming and I'm trying to make the argument. Could I make the argument that at this point that you would rather not saying you want anybody to get hurt or injured, but a one inning pitcher, a late high leverage, late inning, high leverage pitcher, you'd rather that guy go down than a long reliever of say Josh Fleming or Colin McHugh when this time of year, you're, you're trying to get the young prospects stretched out and trying to get them through the start of the minor league season. And then once they're built up, you can go about maybe calling them up and going from there. But right now, you just need a lot of guys that can cover a lot of innings. And let's be honest, Nick Anderson, he's basically one inning for you. He, he's a couple innings a week for you, if that. You could say that because look at the at the bot, uh, at the high three, right? Anderson, Castillo, Fairbanks, they're mostly one innings. Yeah, have they done two innings? Sure, but that only really mm-hmm. comes when 
uh, you're, you need that game, that playoff push. That doesn't happen in April. So you were looking at Anderson Castillo and Fairbanks to be one inning guys. So now that you lose one of those, somebody you said steps up a peg, maybe uh, you need one more guy for that one inning type. Maybe you could curb that by having two Trevor Richards in, in Fleming and Richards and, and Reed is, is talked about being a multi-inning guy. So yeah, may, maybe you could make that argument, but, but again, this is arguably the best reliever in baseball and he won't be seen till after the all-star break. I understand the depth and I think the race ultimately will be okay, but this is a big blow. I think it opens up opportunities, really nice ones for, for a lot of guys. Uh, again, still pulling for for uh, Brian Moran, but there was a really interesting article uh, last year by the always knowledgeable and interesting Eno Saris, where he mentioned that obviously one of the factors that you can predict a pitcher's effectiveness or durability going down is the MPHs. Obviously, the how fast right. uh, are they are uh, are they going, and if it's declining, he actually noted that Charlie Morton lost 1.3 miles an hour. Uh, from 2019 to 2020. This is at, before Charlie Morton got hurt. Nick Anderson's velocity on the four seam decreased 0.8 miles an hour to Charlie Morton's 1.3. So not quite the same, but we can argue that Charlie Morton didn't have a great 2020 regular season. Right. We can also argue that Nick Anderson was hurt during, or at least fatigued in his own words during the postseason. So maybe the fact that he is telling the Rays... Now, hey, look, my elbow feels a little funny. Maybe mm-hmm. that comes from that postseason experience where he really wasn't transparent. He really wasn't honest with the pitching coach, with the pitching staff saying, hey, I, I, I really shouldn't be used today or, you know, I feel a little bit of something. I think this yeah. is ultimately good for the relationship between the Rays and Nick uh, because maybe this wouldn't even have happened last year. Maybe last year he just keeps on pitching. Yeah, that that's a really good point. And I think there's really, there could be blame to go around on both sides, both Anderson and the Rays coaching staff and medical staff. Um, I know that I read a report that he started to feel something funny, at least talking more recently, March 17th. And now it's finally come to a head a week and a half later. Like, how do you let that go on? If, if Nick Anderson, if any pitcher says something feels a little funny, maybe you should shut them down. Maybe you should go ahead and really be proactive and do your due, due diligence with that. Second of all, um, is it, I, I, I still don't get how the Rays, after him dealing with what he dealt with, with that forearm issue and knowing that he wasn't really, I think in a good place, maybe mentally, mentally. physically, emotionally, and that all took a toll and, the Rays, for all intents and purposes, kept running him into the ground throughout the playoffs, even when he was failing and not himself. Yeah. They still ran him out there one too, too many times. And I think that that may have had a, a multiple effect on the situation we're at now here. You know, uh, so many times we say, well, relievers are, you know, uh, they can be in, in the best of times in, in a season, and then you'll never hear volatile. From them yes. Ever again. Right. They're volatile. I really hope that that's not the case for Nick Anderson, but let's also right. remember Nick Anderson is even though he's in his third year, his second year was a shortened season. 
and his first season uh, was in 2019. But that doesn't make him a normal junior year, right? right? Like this is his third year. He's he's 30 years old. Okay, he he's no a normal third year in 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 the MLB. You're usually what 23, 24. Mm-hmm. He's 30 years old, so yeah. we got to take that into consideration. And uh, hopefully, he can come back um, healthy and, and and can provide some some like a trade deadline acquisition by the Rays after the All Star yeah. break. That would be really nice, but. Um, yeah, there, there's, we're, we're not going to stop talking about this. This is going to come yeah. back throughout the season because if the race bullpen is not successful, we're going to come back to, to Nick Anderson's, you know, lack of Nick Anderson. And if they're well, then we're going to be saying, well, mm-hmm. Nick Anderson, I hope you, you know, you come back healthy because, uh, people are ready to take that spot. Yeah. It's, it's also that thing of, you know, this team in this front office, they must have they have to realize that injuries were and are going to happen throughout the season. And that a guy like Nick Anderson's caliber at some point would hit the IL yet. They felt confident and comfortable with the guys they currently have on the roster and in the minors to get rid of Sleegers and John Curtis and Jose Alvarado, because those theoretically could have been really good guys for this year. But I think that they they're going to, there's going to be a guy like, I, I would not be surprised in the least if, if Brian Moran becomes a thing, if, if Jeffrey Springs gets his change up working and becomes a sensation, right. like that's just what the Rays do. And, and every year things change, but I, I like the point you made. Think of this again, in positive terms here, it's going to be like a trade deadline acquisition him. And I guess Oliver Drake too. That's another guy that could be yes. coming around during that, that standpoint there. And who knows, maybe Brendan McKay, maybe you have basically three trade deadline acquisitions yeah and if the rays get like incredibly incredibly desperate earlier on i mean maybe they they pull the string on brent honeywell shane mcclanahan boz something like that i mean you've got options and and that i i i know that needs to be said because people are like look they're fine yes the depth is amazing and we're going to see really exciting baseball by by young arms but we can't negate that this is the best reliever in baseball that we will no longer have as an option for the better part of the season yeah it's it's not like this isn't necessarily the thing that like absolutely bumps the rays out of contention and out of the playoff spot but it doesn't help doesn't help by any means (laughs) either with that uh bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action Football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the absolute best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts, and remember to use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. All right, I uh, got several comments on the Nick Anderson injury from some of our great listeners on Twitter. Zach Dab says brutal loss, but we do have guys like Fairbanks and Castillo to step up to the plate. The question will be who will fill the innings we lose Moran McClanahan. My concern is more for the summer when some of our guys really start piling up innings. And again, when you get to that late summer trade deadline, all-star break period, that is basically when you think 
Nick Anderson is going to be back. It's not like Nick right. Anderson is, is a starter that the, the Rays need him to, to throw 120, 140, 160 innings. Like, uh, again, no. I, I, now if Tyler Glasnow goes down, if Yarbrough goes down, then we, we really have a, but, a brutal, brutal loss on our hands. But I want to stress uh, something. Uh, when I say best reliever in baseball, what does that mean? It means that you are winning by a run, maybe two runs, and it's the seventh inning and there's no outs and you have a man on second and third. And then you have the top of the order coming up. That's where you put Nick Anderson and he gets you a one, two, three clean inning. That's, that's tough to do. That's tough to ask Diego Castillo to do. That's tough to ask Pete Fairbanks to do. Nick Anderson did that with his eyes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not there, even in the ballpark. <laughs> Again, you know? yeah, there were times where, yeah, Fairbanks may get through the inning, Castillo may get through the inning, but you'll pull your hair out by the end of it, and there'll be, you know, runners at second and third, and like, how did we get out of that one? I don't know. And instead right. of Nick Anderson, one, two, three, nine pitches. Okay. All right, buddy. We, let's <laughs> That's move different. on. That was quick. Yeah, yeah. that is a different <laughs> level. Yeah, that is that is for sure has a has a different standpoint with that. Um, Satsugo Fan Club says any other team's bullpen would be strained by the loss of arguably the best reliever in baseball, but the Rays bullpen has so much depth that it isn't as bad. Obviously, this hurts, but not nearly as much as it would another team. Look, like the the Blue Jays, Kirby Yates is going down with Tommy John surgery, and everybody's still and there's they, they've got other guys that have gotten hurt, and people still think their bullpen's going to be okay. So if their bullpen's going to be right. okay. Um, and again, Kirby Yates is not Nick Anderson or vice versa, but, um, yeah, just continuing on with that. Uh, Connor Robertson says it moves the Rays more in the direction they have been headed towards, which is closer by, uh, I guess committee Oh, committee. Okay. There we go. And allows them to bring someone like Shane McClanahan and add them to the already formidable stable of arms. So did the Rays this year break their record of most guys getting, a save in the regular season. I mean, they did that in 60 games. This is 162. Do they have well, like 18 guys get a save this year? Maybe. Or maybe one guy just just steps up and, and is that guy. I don't think the, the, the Rays are going to have the one guy step up, maybe a Castillo or Fairbanks. I don't think so. I think yeah. a lot of guys are going to get opportunities. But instead of being 12 guys with like one apiece, two apiece, maybe you'll see, you know, eight guys and some of them reach double digits. Um, who would you rather step into that de facto closer role? Would it be Fairbanks or Castillo or somebody else entirely give Thompson a shot first? Or is it just, it's depending on the day, depending on the matchups, depending on just kind of, uh, uh, kind of a, a wheel, wheel of fortune. You know what? Just spin that. Look, Fairbanks and Castillo have nasty, nasty stuff. We are, 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 are all are aware of that. The problem with both of them is the strike zone kind of disappears at times. So you start walking, guys, and that is not something you just want to do in the eighth, ninth inning. So whoever is walking less, whoever has a better strike control, then that's who I want to have the, the three out. So, yeah, matchups primarily, but if one guy is – way better this season at throwing strikes at not giving up walks for mm-hmm. free base runners for free. Then that's the guy. Jesus Cologne. Uh, I believe it can be a huge blow potentially knowing all the other injuries. It could also be, Oh my gosh, getting a spam call on the, how dare you <laughs> spam call from Frankfurt, Kentucky. I still get those. Cause of my Louisville area code. Dang it. 
Uh, as Jesus was saying in his tweet, uh, I believe it can be a huge blow potentially knowing all the other injuries. It could also be a blessing in disguise, given the opportunity to others to step up next man up mentality. I see Pete Fairbanks being the key piece. I think Jesus is uh, captivated by Fairbanks crazy eyes. He's got the look for a closer. We can give him that, right? Like he's got the intimidation presence. That's for sure. Six foot six two ten or so. And, uh, he's also extremely smart too, from what I understand. We, uh, we, we all are, uh, you know, just mesmerized by those crazy eyes, Kevin. Yes, of course. Uh, and then, uh, here's another good one. Cubs Rays 90 on Twitter says I got roasted on here months ago for saying the Rays should trade him. I love Nick, but he was so overused in the playoffs. Closers that get abused like that are never the same. Ask the Cubs about Craig Kimbrell and Brendan Morrow. Brandon, don't, don't, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Uh-huh. Look, he's going to come back healthy. Let's, let's hope for that. This is not the end of his career. He's going to come back and be healthy. That's what we yeah. got to put in, into the in, into the ether out here. Come on, guys. Well, we knew it was a bad sign where, you know, a couple of days ago before he officially gets shut down, he's throwing 90 to 91 in the spring training game, a late, late in spring training. It's like, oh, I'm still working on stuff. I'm still trying to figure out my mechanics. I'm like, you know, something's wrong at that point. And, uh, you know, they, they ask cash about it. He's clueless. They're, they're like, I don't know. I guess he's you know trying to figure something out. Didn't look good. We're a little bit concerned. What do you do? I, I mean, it, it, it just seemed like everybody was aloof about it. And I, if I can see the writing on the wall from an online article and, and going That's, back to everything that happened last season, like it wasn't good. I even said this, I even said that Nick Anderson, I, I made a profit that he wouldn't be on the team in 2020. So we'll, we'll see what happens. As soon, Kevin, as soon as those quotes came out, uh, and, and the velocity uh, information came out. We both texted each other saying we got to talk about the Nick yeah. Anderson situation. And then the Nick Anderson uh, uh, sixty-day IL came up. So like, yeah, this was like on bolded letters on the wall. Yeah. So uh, I guess Nick Anderson will have more time to hang out with Yanni Torinos, Colin Pochet. Yep. Uh, who Jaylen else is Beeks. on there? Jalen Beeks. Anybody else on the 60-day? I can't. Oh, well, it, it's a big RSVP list. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, uh, we have been telling you... Oh, coming up next, by the way, we should tease this a little bit. We will have baseball trivia and name that war. But first, we have to tell you about Built Bar. We have been telling you mm. about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing, I said, tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. They've got so many different flavors, and they're all incredibly, incredibly delicious. So that is why you should go to BuiltBar.com and check them out on Twitter at bar underscore built. And remember to use that promo code locked 15 L O C K E D 15 to get 15% off your next order. That is locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and to be able to try the best tasting protein bar on the market. Okay, Ulysses, it is time for some baseball trivia. As I understand, you did pretty well last week. Uh, I'm not quite as good as you at baseball trivia, but we'll see what you've conjured up for me and see how I do with this. 
Well, Kevin, we talking about closers. I just couldn't help myself to put you on the spot on guess what? Closers. Uh, oh no. I, uh, in front of me, I have a list of the top 12 all-time leaders in saves for MLB history. So I have the top 12. I want you to name six of these closers. Oh, great question. Um, also, you you mentioned 12. 12 is an interesting number. Is that because that was the, the record that the Rays had tied as far as numbers, uh, number of guys with saves, or is it just you? You wanted to go. You like the number twelve, I guess, not top ten. No, or so and I, you know, I, I, you know what it is. I, there was a, a couple of names that I thought you would get a kick out of guessing, and okay. they didn't come up in the top ten or top five. So I thought I should okay. be top twelve. I gotcha. I see. Um, well, Trevor Hoffman, I presume. That is correct. He is number two on the list with 601 saves. Did he ever go to the playoffs? Because he spent his entire uh, career with the Padres, no? It, I think the Padres went to the World Series in 1998 against the Yankees. The Yankees won that. And in 98, I think they were managed by Bruce Bochy. Hmm. Okay. Wow. See, this is the baseball encyclopedia that I've got to compete with. By the way, we should be tracking this <laughs> to see who has the most uh, wins in trivia or the most successful plays. Although then that would bring Ooh. up a point of we'd just be challenging each other with more difficult, difficult questions. So there yes. might have to, to work out the kinks on that one. Um, <laughs> Lee Smith. Lee Smith, very good. He's number three on the list with 478 saves. Okay. Um, a guy I think that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, Billy Wagner. That is correct. He is number six on the list with 422. Okay. A guy that uh, is in the Hall of Fame, Mariano Rivera. He is number one on the list with 652. Very good, Kevin. You've so far you. you've gotten four. Okay. Here, this is swinging at the first pitch, sort of a deal. Just gonna throw it out there. I, like I doubt he's in the top twelve, but uh, Troy Percival. Wow, you caught my hint, buddy. Number eleven on the list wow. with 358 saves. Very good. That is hilarious. That is who would have <laughs> thought that he would like yeah. Basically top 10 all time. As right. far as like yeah you could you're you could basically say you're like a top 10 closer of all time as far as saves yeah. are essentially. Yeah. Um well kind of off of that Fernando Rodney. Strike 1. Mm. Okay. Uh now I'm getting into some. So I've got five right now. I need You've one got more. five. Closers, I can give you a hint closers, if you'd like. Closers. Let me get one more guess. Um, Aroldis Chapman. Incorrect strike two. Okay. I'll, give I'll go ahead and take hint. a hint then. Yes. You have one, two, three, four guys that you haven't mentioned in that top 12 that you've actually seen play. 
in a Rays uniform or I've seen these guys <laughs> play in person? You have seen their careers in front of your eyes, but no, okay. not wearing a Rays uniform. Okay, so they're either active or I should, 90s kids should know some of these names. Oh my gosh, I am blanking here. I am having some trouble. Okay, here we go. Uh, Jonathan Papelbon. Correct. He is number nine on the list with 368. You've got your six. By the hair of my chinny chin chin. Very good. I I want to hear the rest of these names. Round it out for us. Uh, Number four on the list was Francisco K-Rod Rodriguez. The Venezuelan Mm. bump did not come up. Uh, 437. He's number fourth on the list. Uh, Number five, John Franco with 424. Number seven, Dennis Eckersley with 390. Number eight, Joe Nathan. You love him. You know him. Oh, how did I? Wow, I'm surprised I didn't mention him. Wow, that is egregious. Quickly, how, how you forget about the soul patch. I know. Um, Jeff Reardon, that's the first time no, I hear him. Uh, 367, he's 10th on the list. And number 12, almost a Ray by a couple mil, Craig Kimbrell with 348 mm. saves. How about that? Great trivia question. Do you know where uh, Francisco Cordero was on the list? Cordero, uh, he's actually number 16 on the list with 329. Okay. Fun fact, I will give you Ray's type uh, safe fun facts. Rodney is at 17th. Roberto Hernandez is at 18th. Uh, Aroldis Chapman is 34th. Rafael Soriano is 48th. Wade Davis makes it at 99th. And Alex Colomay rounds out the list at 100th. A lot of Rays there. Very good. Yes, that is for sure. Um, Okay. Man, I should have thought of this. I should have done a closer name that war for you. But the fact that you've got the list basically in front of you, that probably (laughs) wouldn't be a great question. So my name that war is a guy that uh, played for the Rays very briefly. Okay. But he played. He was one of the, okay, uh, I'm going to let my career cast away in Tampa Bay and then go into obscurity. But this guy was... Yeah. This guy was more known for his time with the Yankees. One Hideki Matsui. What is his career war? And this is MLB only. Doesn't include his uh, Japanese stats. Okay. So he, I believe, entered this the, the, the show in like 2003. That is correct, I will say. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, so 2003, I think he retired in 2012, so that would be around a 10-year career, um, I think, until the Yankees won the World Series in 2009, and he was still a pretty good player back then. So let's give him one more year. 2010, he's still good. So then that would make it seven seasons of good numbers. So seven seasons times three, that'd be 21 war, and then just petered out after that so i'm gonna go with 20 war wow you actually said what the war was 21 21.2 
is his career war. And not only that, not only did you get the fact that he debuted in 2003, but that he also had a 10 year career right on the mark, retiring in 2012 after playing uh, a lowly 38 games with the Rays and batting 147. But I mean, pretty darn good career for his time in the big leagues, two time all-star world series, MVP 2009 world series champ. Uh, OPS plus of 118, OPS 822, uh, 282 career batting average, 175 home runs. He was actually, his first three seasons with the Yankees, this was an interesting stat. He did not miss a single game. So he's trying to go on that Cal Ripken pace. So he (laughs) he played in 518 straight games. And I think he had a pretty long streak in Japan as well. And then... Um, he started to find his, his power stroke after his first big, uh, his first big league season with 31 then 23, eventually at 25 and 28 again. So yeah, put up some pretty darn good numbers. So yeah, very, wow. That was, uh, very, very impressed by that. Do you know his nickname? Can can you recall his nickname that, uh, may or may not tie in with a famous, is it Godzilla? Yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. My is. goodness. Man, there's too yeah. many Zillas. You know, Snell yeah. had it. Then Ben Zobras, but you know, you know, Zorilla. Well, let's get a little more creative with let's this. Let's get creative yeah. with nicknames. Yeah. Let's stop this. Let's stop. And the and the K Rod, you know, A Rod, P Rod, B Rod, L Rod. Yeah, it's oh ridiculous. God. It's stop. like come on, can we be a little bit smarter and more creative with this? It's no, I think that's very good. Yeah. Before you know it, we're gonna have like Yarbrozilla or something like that. Yarbzilla. <laughs> Tyzilla. Zilla. Yeah, let's. let's Tyzilla let's, sounds like yeah, a rapper, actually. Actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it were. Yeah. Before we go, I want to do a couple yeah. of things, Kevin. I want to remind people that tomorrow we will be live on Locker Room. So please download Locker the Locker Room app. We will be live at 5 p.m. Eastern time. We will be doing our Locked On race. Yes. Um, draft for the fantasy league. So that'll be a bunch of fun. So please make sure to join us on that. And last but not least, um, I know we're running long here, but I could not me- not mention this. Uh, I am very proud to be working with somebody who is so good at his job. Uh, everybody that's listening, Kevin, um, you are nominated for seven Florida Press Association Awards for your work as a journalist. You are incredibly talented. I am proud not only to work with you, but to call you a friend. So I just wanted to put that out there. Wow. Thank you so much for your work, man. I was not expecting that. Thank you very much for that. And we'll find out the the final results. But it's it's good to to get some recognition there. And and I do really appreciate it. That that's awesome. Yeah, I got the the email from my boss day or two ago. And it's like, okay, that's a nice email. I can, that, that, <laughs> that brought my week to, to a high point there. And I will say, yeah, locker room is going to be fun. We will be uh, chit chatting some fantasy baseball stuff. I probably will have a cigar and an adult beverage in hand as I'm doing my <laughs> draft and uh, we'll have fun with it. I don't know if we're going to stay on for the entire draft, but we'll, at, we'll yeah. at least give you a good, at 30, least an hour. I think minutes. an hour. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. We'll see how it goes. I, I'm sure we'll have some of our other, draftees on there and just some of course some good old fun and, and of course not it's not like we'll just be necessarily talking about the draft I'll also get into some baseball discussions i'm sure nick anderson will be a talking point again it's just for you to interact you can talk to us live you can message us it's a very cool interface for sure 
and cool people are going to be there. Melissa Herrera, Carlos, Joseph Owen, uh, Zach McAllister, Zach Dab. Yeah. We got Matt Germain. So we, we got re- a really good uh, group of people there, and it'll be a lot of fun. 18-team league, and I'm sure on Monday we will kind of do a, a brief recap of all the happenings with the draft, the draft and then <laughs> and then some, some real baseball takeaways as well. Very good. Okay, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Today podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week.